now did someone start that saying depresso expresso because i think i said it at coldplay and now i can't stop like saying it i've said it for years but i'm sure i stole it from somewhere oh okay so i've stolen it from you okay that's fine probably it does feel like the kind of thing that i will have said to you i'm saying this while like drinking uh a knockoff audi or little uh red bull oh well there you go the presser espresso passed away. Have you started recording, by the way? Yes, I have. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Kat just said that I don't look like a bloke, so if I you didn't... wanna... <laughs> <laughs> All I said was that Piers looked like a bloke. I did not say that Chris didn't. <laughs> Can you tell I planned that? I like you are such I, a mean I thought host. about it and I gone. Well, this is a good opportunity. This is an opportunity. I know how I, I can make my best friend feel bad. Yes, yes, I do. That's friendship, everyone. The thing welcome is, back. I'm well. Yeah, welcome back, guys. You know how we do this thing where we like go, oh, joking, joking. With you, a lot of the time, like I don't say joking, and then I'm like. Do I need to say that? We're at that level where I don't think we Most have to Most of the say. time it's fine. Most of the time it's fine. I feel like if it isn't fine, you'd know because you'll like, <laughs> you'll be like, you know I'm joking, right? And I'll be like, yeah, 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 it's fine. I won't, I won't actually think it's fine until you say that. But. You'll go away and cry going, for a month. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great start to the uh, How long has it been since we did a podcast? I feel like it's been a, f- a couple of weeks now. It's been a while. It's been a good long while. It's basically been a month, I would imagine. Um, we it was might sort have of done needed. one at the start of August, but um, let me double check. Here we go. Oh yeah, you've got Do all of The last time we recorded was the twenty sixth of July. So oh it's wow, been so it's been a month, a month, and two days. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. It doesn't it, feel it, like that long, but it feels like it has been a break. Exactly. Exactly. And to be fair. This year, or ever since we moved to two week like gaps, yeah, we haven't missed a single one. We've been wow. pretty on it. So like, that's good. To be fair, I think like you said, a break was needed. Call it our summer summer vacation. There you go. And it wasn't planned, but it just like no. sort of naturally happened, and it wasn't like a big stressful thing. It just sort of no, I think no. we both needed a break, and I think. The thing is, even if you love doing something, like the podcast we both find really fun, otherwise we wouldn't do it. Um, But even when you're doing something you like and it's sort of scheduled in, I think you can sort of lose your momentum a bit with it. And I think now we've had that little break, I feel happier to be back, if that makes sense. Absolutely. absolutely. And plus, I think it's the thing of sometimes you have to... There are, you know, life things that you have to do or whatever it is not you've got planned. And you could, you know, we have often in the past kind of moved things around a little bit so that we can still do the podcast. So if we've got, like, yeah things planned, we can move But sometimes it's easier and probably better for us to say, should we just not do it this week and and be able to focus on whatever it is that, either of us have got planned or whatever just because you know we all we have lives and we're not it's not like we get paid to do this it's something we enjoy 
fuck me. Whoa. Was that, was that loud? That was so loud. I thought you realised you hadn't been recording or something then. No, that, my God. That's the escapee dog Ooh. that's just, like, shaken with all of her many um, key rings on. My She's God. got a tracking fob and information tag because she's the escape artist. And Steve still hasn't realised that she's in our house, so that's nice and concerning. Sorry, for context, um, basically one of the other dogs jumped through our decking, so now I've got three dogs in the house instead of two dogs. So it is I'm a little bit concerning. How long it takes for him to realise that he's missing a dog. Mm. Yeah, mm. sorry. Um, I can't what I was saying before I got panicked. Um, sometimes you got to do life. Um, we had lots going on. Oh, we don't get paid. We're doing it as something we enjoy. <laughs> and I think we want to keep it as something we enjoy. Like, yeah. We don't want to... If you're... You know, when you're not getting paid for something, which is not to say that I feel like I want to get paid for this, but when you're not being paid for something, you you do it for that that passion, that enjoyment, and you don't want to turn it into something that you resent. And I yeah. don't. I absolutely don't. I love doing it, but I want to continue to love doing it, I think. Mm. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no. So it's it, we, we haven't been around for a while, but we hope you haven't forgotten us. And hey. we've got more to talk about, probably, because of this break. Like, we had... So I had the hen stag, we had Coldplay. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure like we're probably gonna talk about most of this podcast, I'm assuming, if you're on the same wavelength as me. Um and yeah. Sorry, I had Your dogs are on a bit of a mad one today, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know why they fit in. Here's almost right, side side story. There's always a little side story about our little star of the show Titty. Um, so as I like, I've, I've shared this on the podcast, but, uh, Chris and I are both insomniacs. Um, I am a medicated insomniac and when I sleep, (laughs) I'm unmedicated. I'm a real rogue. (laughs) You are wild. Um, but when I take my medication, like if there's something now is not playtime, stop eating your bed, you dickhead. Um, but when I wake up in the middle of the night, because of a noise or something, it's like being completely drugged out of your brain. You can't really, you. I can't move. It's it's not like necessarily a, a bad thing. Like if the dog gets up, I can hear the dogs there needing to be let out, but I can't physically get up. So mm. anyway, the dog gets pierced up last night and he's got into this little routine of pretending he needs to go out to the toilet. Um, so he winds, 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 Pierce gets up, they walk to the back door together and then Pippin sprints and tries to jump in our bed. Um, <laughs> and he's not allowed in our bed anymore because he takes up too much space. And he's he's such got... a sneaky bastard. I know. And I'm kind of like the first time I was kind of proud because he's dumb as fuck. And I was like, that's actually quite smart. <laughs> um, but he did it last night again. And I just hear like, bang, 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 bang. And like Pierce had obviously half asleep, sort of banged into all the furniture, tried to sort of 
stop the dog getting in the bed, either stepped on the dog or pulled the dog in some funny way. And he does this, like, little pathetic little... Oh. <laughs> and Pierce is getting, like, pushed around by Pippin then panicking and trying to run out. And all of this is happening, and I still couldn't wake up. But anyway, I, I fell asleep. So Pippin is in the doghouse today because he mm-hmm. kept everyone up, and Piers is like, he's not allowed in our bed anymore. Um, mm-hmm. We must keep mm-hmm. our bedroom door shut at all times, which mm-hmm. I agreed with, and I will, you know, support. But it is just funny because he, I think, I think, <laughs> I think it was at that point, you know, when you're so sleep deprived, where he he would have given the dog away. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's that Bye. point where you stop thinking rationally. You're just like, I hate you. Yeah. You're the worst. And I've had those feelings towards Piers before when he's woken me up in the morning and, like, just and by being... about taking off the ring and being like, Look, you do that again, you're taking that ring back. Worst murder. No, honestly, when he's decided to get up at half five in the morning randomly like I, I feel like some people do this they randomly decide yeah i'm gonna be in a morning person i'm gonna get up at half five i'm gonna go for a run gonna eat that? breakfast yeah sadists so me but what he does is he has his alarm he's one of those people who leaves their alarm going on and on and on and he can sleep through it but i can't so okay i have to be honest Oh, you are that person as well. Recently, oh. I seem to have started doing that. To the point where, apparently the other day, my dad was like, his alarm's been going off for ages. And I just had completely set for it because I was so... It's rare, I think. It's more when I'm, like, completely that's... gone. Yeah, know? and that's acceptable. Like, I've de- I've definitely done it, like, once or twice where I've, like, just... I know the alarm's gone off, but I've slept through it. Yeah. Um, But... He will do that on a regular basis, and he'll leave it like he'll leave the phone in the bed. So then you've got to try and find it under the sheets. Oh yeah, yeah. So I have almost murdered him in the past for doing that. That was a really weird tangent, but like, what? No, I enjoyed it. I just thought that was. I I feel like there's so many different types of sleepers, um, and when you're in a relationship as well, I think people think that because you're in a relationship you have to sleep together you have to cuddle you have to at the end of the day if you can't sleep properly doing the cutesy you know snuggle make like it's not that's not the most important thing the most important thing is you getting a full night's sleep so like if you need to sleep in a separate room i'm not gonna bloody judge you are you telling me that in a relationship you're not constantly happy and skipping around and and smiling at each other and going, oh, I love you, and, like, booping the other one's <laughs> nose. Are you telling me that's not how it works? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't believe Please. it. The rom-coms have lied. But I, I, I know Pierce is a very warm sleeper, and I can't... He's too hot. Like, he's too hot to be around. No, like, we, we have a super king-size bed, very lucky to have a big bed, and I sleep, like, two metres apart from him. Um... And, uh, you know, we are better people for it. We do snuggle occasionally, but, like, you're in bed to sleep, right? Like... <laughs> you are in bed to sleep. <laughs> Primarily, you're in bed to sleep. You don't want to just... be, you know, I, you know, you, you, you don't want to, when, when you're ready to sleep, you don't want to be, you know, especially if he's going to sit there and leave you sweating. 
Yeah, no. You don't want to be there, like, overheating before you go into bed. Come on, now. And, okay, so I've got a question for you. With, um, when it's hot in summer, do you sleep without a cover on, or do you still sleep with some sort of cover over you? Okay, it's funny you should ask, because I, well, people on the podcast will see that I, um, basically, I go, I either, when it was really hot, like, the heat wave kind of thing. Yeah. Fully just on top of my, like, no cover, no anything, because I didn't need it. It was yeah. so warm, it was like, anything on top is going to ruin it. But, normally, over the summer, what I do is I just take the duvet out of the duvet cover. Yep. And so I'll just use that as kind of like a blanket kind of thing, because it's like, it's enough to, like, cover you and stuff, but also, yeah, you know, it's there because... Normally, you just need that kind of thing there, and it keeps yeah. you kind of warm if it's a little bit colder. But also, if I put the duvet on, I'm just going to be like a hot mess, and not a good kind of hot mess. I feel that. I feel that. Like, I, I see that. I think this is me being weird. For comfort reasons, I have to have the duvet over me, even if I'm boiling. I'll have a leg out or like half my body out, but I'll still be like cuddling. That's fair. No, that's the fair. the duvet. Um, Piers can sleep with nothing like on him, uh, like no duvet cover Not on a regular just, basis. Like he, d- yeah, even even in winter, sometimes he overheats and he just sleeps on top. So I sleep under the duvet. He sleeps on top of the duvet. Um, How the fuck does he manage that? And he does have a little grey blanket, which is quite thick. But he he normally so th- oh, and he always like I'll make the bed and I'll give us two pillows each. He wants to sit in bed with two pillows. As soon as he goes to sleep, he, he launches the other one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who needs two pillows. Um, That's the thing I've never understood about... Sorry, tangent for me now. You know people who, when you see their beds, and they've got, like, their bed, and they've got you know, two pillows, and then and then some more cushions, and some more cushions, and then some more cushions. What it's is like the fucking all point? And I'm yeah. like, we all fucking know what's going to happen. The second <laughs> you go to bed... <laughs> straight onto the floor all of them gone or you're gonna have to spend time i mean okay maybe these people carefully pick them up and place them into a different (laughs) place and like i'll put these over here obviously it was me i'd be like straight out launched them immediately just over my room i'd be like right that's good of that shit you're not gonna sleep on them are you you're definitely not sleeping with all of them why are they there and if you do sleep with them they become like really inconvenient and lumpy and just Annoying. That's the thing, are you like, like when you, I mean, I like, for better or worse, I seem to like toss and turn a little bit in my sleep. Oh, yeah. So, like, what happens when I wake up and I've got like a pillow in my armpit and a, you know, cushion like somewhere underneath my leg that's made me feel. I'm going to yeah. wake up feeling like I've slept on rocks and yeah. that's not what I need in the morning. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, at one point, you know, when you, go through the phase of like, oh, I'm an adult, I'm really into sort of uh, homeware. Is that the right word? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did have a period of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make the bed every day and I'm going to put these, all these I have it up. about once a year, usually yeah, in spring. It didn't last. And like, there's some people in this world who like, you have to make your bed every day. And other oh. people who go, oh, uh, what's the point in making your bed because you're just going to unmake it when you get into it. I oh. like try and do something in between where I don't fully make sure everything's all tucked in and um, I just sort of 
try and make sure the duvet is mostly over the bed and the pillows are in the right place but like it's not like a neat job it's sort of ready to get into beds and I probably if I knew I had people coming over I will make the bed and be like, yeah, oh, yeah. Really <laughs> people come over. yeah 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 um, and that's not like that's not even the bed that the other person's <laughs> gonna sleep in it'll be my like my bed as well and it's like oh yes I'm such a functional human being um Kat we've got to talk about this what the hell's going on over there I don't fucking know. Um, I've been caught. Oh, this is really bad. Um, this morning I started calling Pippin Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call um, Peg Pegbo Slaggins. Um, <laughs> Peg Pegbo Slaggins and Dildo. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and he is being a bit exposed. of a Dildo at the moment. <laughs> Dolly, oh lie God. down. Right, shall we talk about Coldplay? Before you do, before you do, I should cover it because obviously people will have noticed them. Um, I, well, this week, actually you won't have seen it, I have painted my nails black. So oh. here they are. I've gone for, for black this week. Um, basically, ever since uh, Kat oh, yeah, me I started thing, this. I've been, I've been like, I've been dabbling, I've been like, trying, I've been... I'm trying to, like, spice up my life a little bit, you know? I'm trying to, like, <laughs> do it. And I won't lie to you, there is something quite relaxing about doing your nails. Um, like, I just sit here and I'm just like, oh, I'll just, yeah, just paint over that one, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, just a little. Uh-huh. I quite enjoy it. It's quite a therapeutic kind of thing. Um, so I've been, you know, mis- mixing it up a little bit. I had, um, I started you pulled off, off the turquoise. This... That Thank you. Nice. Yes, I was just going to show everyone. Look, I had this one. This was the uh, this is Essie Mint Candy Apple. Ooh. This is Mint Candy Apple. It's very nice, um, very very nice. So that was that one. Um, I did have this like yellow orange kind of one. Oh, cool. That was very, um, but it it doesn't look as good when you put it on as it I thought it would. It's a little bit too orangey for me. What so, formula um, are you going for at the moment? Is there you going for like a gel or a sheen? You're, you're um, like... Well, I don't really know anything about anything. Okay. So, um, well, currently the, I've just gone for like, I think this is just, these two have just been normal ones. Um, and then the black one I bought is like kind of like a gel. But have you got I, more compliments on your nails then since? I have actually. I have. Oh. I have. Someone was like, oh, you've done really well. This looks so good. I was like, thank you. Thanks so much. I just feel like. Um, it kind of comes comes out of what we were, you know, when we were talking about it in when we saw Coldplay, wink, um, almost the segue, um, and we we're talking about how, like, I was, I was like, I th- I feel like as a man, you're not normally meant to do shit like this from a masculinity point of view, yeah, um, but also, it's not really a big deal, you know, and it's like. A nice way of... I think you can... I think it almost is able to show that you're confident about things like your... your Gender Your gender identity, all that kind of stuff. Because, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I don't care that traditionally this is seen as a feminine thing or whatever. Like, think what you think. I'm just trying to, like... I don't know. Just just try something. I don't know. I said to you at Coldplay, I think if I saw some... Um, 
some guy with nail polish on, I would actually feel safer. Like, I know that sounds silly, but if there was some guy who was quite close to me in public, um, walking at the same pace, that always, like, you know, is a bit unsettling. And then if I looked over and saw they had their nails, like, multicoloured, I'd be like, oh, we're safe here. Like, not, not, like, 100% like let your guard down but I would definitely feel a bit more comfortable because I would think okay they're not they're not gonna murder me or worse with um multicolored nails yeah I feel that I feel that obviously when the multicolored nail murderer does kill you I'm gonna have to (laughs) gonna have to fix that one but um anyway should we talk about Coldplay yeah Mems. It's like two weeks ago now, is it? Two weeks? Nearly. It's about two weeks ago. It's about two weeks ago. It, it's I, so, um, like, surreal, isn't it? Like, it oh. is. This is the thing. I've been trying to, like, explain it. And I really can't. I really struggle to explain it. It feels because... like a dream. Yes. Exactly it... that. Yeah. Exactly that. I, it feels you know. like it was ages ago, but also like yesterday. And I know that's probably a really annoying thing to say, but like, just yeah, it was really. And I think we both needed it as well. I think we both had a sort of not anything dramatic, but a, a little bit of a rough time. Um, and then yeah, when Coldplay came along, and we um, I drove to Cats, um, and. Piers then drove us down to London. Obviously, me being me, I was running slightly late because I managed to get stuck in about just every. You know when you're driving and you're like, if that if nothing happens, this will be an easy run, and immediately yeah. some old woman starts driving in front of you or something, and you're like, great. Please go above twenty miles an hour. Please, you have to. You have to do this for me. Um, it's probably Piers's mum. <laughs> it's probably Piers's mum. It's probably Piers's mum. But um, <laughs> got there eventually. We then Piers drove us down. I was a little bit worried because it had been a heat wave like the week before. And yeah. It, they we drove and it was like torrential rain as we were driving down. Yeah. Full on like insanity. There were floods in some places. And we got down there. We uh took our toffees branded ponchos, <laughs> and uh. Got into the stadium. Cat nearly started a fight with a guy because they'd come, they'd come in like looking like nice, whatever. But obviously, yeah. it was fucking chucking it down. And they like, were wearing sort of like business wear, like they one, were. It was it was a bit bizarre. Like it's like there were sat there like drenched rats in our ponchos, like, uh-huh. <laughs> with like three coats on. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking um, crazy. So they were like. Trying to, because we were just literally just where the like there's like an overhanging bit, and so it like overhangs and provides a little protection from the rain. We were just underneath it, kind of like literally on the edge, and yeah. this, they they were like, "Oh, can I just can I just get in there? Can I just?" Actually, I think they pushed in first. They pushed me. in, yeah. And Kat turned around to them and was like, "Um, excuse me, you know this is the, you know we're all waiting," and they were like, "No, no, we're just we're just trying to get in the." They had umbrellas. The they had that, umbrellas. That, that was the thing that... I know they had umbrellas because they kept hitting everyone on the heads with them. Yeah, this was the thing. There was about six of them. And, mm. like, we were all queued up for the turnstiles. They said that the um, gates were going to open at five, I think. Yeah, and they did. It, 
the gates didn't actually open at five they opened slightly later so there was a little bit of a queue like nothing major but yeah so we're in this queue and like they were sort of lingering around the umbrellas and then they sort of they didn't really make eye contact with anyone when they walked in and they sort of there was us and i think two ladies in front of us oh yeah our friends in the queue our friends, yeah, and they were sort of smirking and stuff. And, like, for a second, I thought, oh, I don't want to embarrass Chris by, like, saying what I saw it on your guys. face. I saw you thinking, Sh- is this worth it? And then you yeah. decided, yes, it is worth it. And I actually thought, I think it's worth it as well. I just, I thought, like, we've, we've got seats, so I'm not that worried about where we're going to be. But it was just more the fact that you've walked... With your umbrellas, you're smacking everyone with your umbrellas. There's just no sort of awareness. And I was just a bit like, you know, we're here for a good time. I'm not going to, like, cause a big scene. But also, like, what are you doing? And the I guy think you says, did it very well. Yeah, I don't think I... It wasn't overly aggressive, but it was also, like, don't take the piss here. Yeah. Um, and they said, oh, like, we're, we're not going to push in front of you, like, um we'll we'll go in after you the guy was sort of like promising that you know like oh yeah i'm not i'm not here to push in front and we were just like whatever i was, I was like, like I was clearly not i like was keeping my arm because i was like you're gonna fuck me over i can tell and so we and like so us and the people in front we all just went oh yeah that their little comment about waiting has gone out the fucking mm. window um but then yeah chris do you, you want to say about the next bit cause it's quite well it, it was just um you know I, I saw them and like when the gates finally opened and everyone starts going in they looked as if they were going to start going in and so yeah I they did kind of like oh here they go here it is <laughs> and then to the to be fair to them <laughs> the guy turned around found us and was like said to his like little group was like no no they need to go first they were here before us and like held them back um, and even because I was a little, I ended up a little bit behind you because some dickhead pushed in front of me. Um, and but he was like, no, no, hang on, hang on, we'll wait for him, we'll wait for him. Like, very fair. And I was like, to be fair to you, I wasn't expecting you to do that. No, I, I was not either. That. So it, got it fair kind play. of made me laugh. Like, yeah, it's a bit like fair play. And like, even as you said, when you like, I think he said something like, sorry, and you were like, yeah, no, don't, don't worry, no hard feelings, don't, don't worry about it. Um, so that's a little awkward. And we got in, got our like wristbands and stuff. Uh, went and eventually found our seats. Sat down. Obviously, they come in and start... Oh, sitting. God. Initially, they sit on the end of our row. And we're like, oh, Oh, my fuck fucking me. God. As if, like, this little awkward encounter. And they're definitely going to be... <laughs> so I was like, just I me. joked about it. And I was like, oh, imagine if they sit next to us. And then they started sitting next to us. And I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, it was no... It was just a bit funny and a bit weird. But, like... Um, yeah, it was just an interesting start to it, and it was, oh, it's pissing it down. I felt so sorry for the first (laughs) act. Um, something in the machine? Um, I'm just double checking now. Um, I'm going to say it wrong, but I'm going to say Ibibo, Ibibo sound machine. That's it, sound machine, yeah. But they were fucking awesome. We were in love, yeah, that was, bear in mind, like, I set the scene, so it's pissing it down. We are oh. covered. We're we're not getting rained on at this point. We're we're safe. Um, and but for the stage, so you know how like with the main act, they always have all their stuff at the back, and then normally the support acts 
uh, have their setups in front so they can just wheel their shit off and Coldplay are like ready to go without having to move a load of stuff on and off. Um, what they'd done is they'd set up a bunch of gazebos, like like three or four gazebos in a row, and they had the first act, which, I mean, how many people would you say was in that band? Maybe, like, five people? Um, yeah, five or six. Five or six, yeah, that sounds about right. And it's torrential rain, like, the, um, the gazebos are sort of, like, filling with water, it's all, sp- like, spilling everywhere. And the front woman, did you catch her name? Because I didn't. Uh, I'm literally just looking it up now. Her name is... Eno Williams. No, she she had this uh, like really nice um, makeup and eyeliner on. And this sort of yellowy gold... She had like a cloak on at one point, didn't she? Oh, she fully was like... She looks brilliant. She looked great and she had heels on. And she's walking up and down, like, the sort of runway bit, um, where it's pissing down with rain on her. She's got her microphone wrapped in a towel. Um, her whole makeup stays put, so, like, fair play to Absolutely whoever did her fucking perfect, makeup. Absolutely yeah. It was beautiful. And she's literally going across the stage soaked in these heels. And she just... Um, was smiling so much the whole time. Um, like she, she genuinely made us forget about the rain. Like it was just so positive, and Absolutely. it wasn't like, oh yeah, this is. Uh, I finally get to support Coldplay, and then it rains. Like she was still seeing the positive of it, and we had such a boogie. All right, Pippin, you get there, bird. Oh, it's Peg actually whining. Pippin's asleep. Oh, Peg. Go lie down. Stood outside, we were a little bit anxious about, um, or I was certainly anxious because I wasn't getting the, the rate. I was a little bit worried because I was like, I'm not feeling it at the moment. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm not feeling as excited as I thought I would feel. And I think it's because I was just like, I was a little bit anxious when I think. But actually, when they did their set, mm. I started getting that feeling of like, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good night. Because it was just so, like, energetic and powerful. And it's like, it didn't matter that the rain was, like, coming down and all that stuff. It was, like, actually just so much fun and so much, like, just colour. I feel like they, they literally brought yes. colour into it. And it was yeah. like, all right, let's go. Like, this is this is good. This is good. It actually kick-started that feeling, I think, that I needed. So I absolutely loved them. And I think, like, we... um. We'll definitely talk about some of their music at some point because it was um I was gonna put it into amazing. the podcast and then I just completely forgot. I forgot to do about it this, it this week. week, same, same. But I definitely yeah. um, um incredible. Yeah, I could not have anything negative to say, like it was such a positive experience and but it made me laugh with the rest of the band because they just looked so chill. <laughs> They just looked like they were playing down the pub, like, 100%. just having a great time. Just and so they're playing relaxed. Wembley Stadium. Yeah. You know? They're playing Wembley Stadium, and they're just there, like, no sign of any, like, anxiety, any, any, like, they just went for it. And I guess maybe it probably wasn't their first night or something, so, you know. But yeah. even still, I think I'd be shitting myself every single night. 100%. I'd be fully panicking. And they were just there having fun, jamming out. Yeah. And I just, so much fun. So much fun. 
yeah it was peaceful it was yeah I think like definitely I felt the same as you in the fact I was a bit I wasn't I wasn't feeling it originally you know I just it hadn't um the with Coldplay like the excitement hadn't kicked in um you know how with Christmas when you're a kid you're excited for weeks like oh my god it's gonna be Christmas and then you can't sleep and then you wake up and you're all excited like sometimes you get that with gigs um and sometimes you don't and I was like I better get this feeling and then as soon as um they came on it was just it suddenly was oh yeah no like the the positive feelings are here like this is gonna be good this is gonna be fun definitely um but up until that point yeah like I said like you said um it was a bit yeah you know there's there was a a lot there was a very high expectation from both of us going into it so you know you're like for me Coldplay have been my band favorite band for over 10 years easily yeah and like I I really love their music I you know I'm not ashamed there are obviously songs that I'm less keen on as as is the as is the way but on the whole they remain my favorite band they have made some of my favorite songs ever and it was the first chance I'd ever got to see them and I was like really like a little bit worried I was like you know what if if it's shit (laughs) yeah it was like yeah what if it's a shit night what if I don't enjoy it what if and like I think it's I try not to put things on a pedestal too much, but I was just really like, oh God, you know, what, what if this is, what if I built it up to be something it's not going to be? So I was yeah. quite worried. I was really quite worried. Um, yeah. I definitely get that. Oh, okay. So sh- we'll move on to the next. So there was, there was two support acts and then Carl yes. Um And the second act was her. It was. And, I had heard of her, this is going to get so confusing, um, <laughs> I had heard of her a few times, um, but I'd, nev- I'd never really uh, gave her a full, <laughs> gave, gave, <laughs> gave her a full listen, or I, there was no sort of chance for me to really get into her, and this woman is a fucking musical genius. I'm just my God. just saying it. Like, just saying it as it is. Like, she, honestly, I'm mesmerised, genuinely. Mm. Um, we were sort of jamming. We did go and get a drink um, sort of halfway through her set just because we knew it was going to get busy for Coldplay and stuff. And we yeah, knew yeah. the Wii as well. Which, oh my God, um, any female... Um, or person who uses female toilets at the at stadium concerts. My God, what is the queuing process about? How? I guess the thing is, they put a, a certain amount of toilets uh, in uh, per people, but the thing is, I guess the thought process is like, oh yeah, there's enough toilets, but everyone always goes to the toilet at the same time because That's the thing, it, isn't it's it? like yeah. football, it's half time, everyone's going. So it's, and guys, not being funny, like, you just whack your willy out, pee for 30 seconds and wash your hands and go. Like, <laughs> Some people don't even wash their hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a very, I'd say, like, for most guys, it's sort of like under a two, three minute experience. Yeah, it can, it can be a quite serious. It's rare that you find a queue for the men's toilets. 
Yeah. Um, because either you get a cubicle or you go into the you go to the arena and you all just whack your willies out and you're all there staring directly <laughs> forwards, desperately not making eye contact with anyone. <laughs> There are certain aspects, like, obviously, if you're a new period, that takes longer. Oh, yes. um, it, uh, I think um, if you're wearing, like, a bodysuit or something, there's a lot more faffing around of actually being able to... Oh, the worst thing in the world is... Some people will understand this pain. I don't think you will, Chris. But when you've had a drink and you really need a fucking wee, and then you're wearing, like, a bodysuit or, like, two bodysuits, which I've done before, and you've got two trousers... Yeah, because I've got like a mesh bodysuit and a just sort of like a normal black one. So you wear the normal black one under the uh, under the mesh one or over the top of the mesh one, whatever. Mm. Um, and then trousers, or whatever. And so you're there, like it's not so much the unbuttoning because that's you, you know, you just pull and you're good to go. It's the doing it up. Sometimes I put my leg up on the fucking toilet door, like please let the lock <laughs> lock work while I'm like reaching you down to my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cry, like trying to do up my crotch buttons. Um, and I think then there's obviously some some women will be like doing them, touching up their makeup or whatever, so taking up sink space. Um, yes. And I, I don't know, the whole process just takes a bit longer. Um, I always look at it and I'm just like, I don't know, yes. having only been in the male toilets, whether female toilets are the same, like, size. But it always feels to me like women's toilets should be, is in the room itself, should be bigger. Like, yeah, because you, you want to get more get... cubicles in that room. Yeah. You have to get more sinks in that room just to be able to deal with the, like, the demand. The demand is higher. We've got to, like, we've probably got to double the size of all female toilets. Um... To be able to deal with the high demand. And I think that will solve a lot of problems for a lot and of people. I, I've contemplated going into the men's before, but when I have been in the men's loos, they've been fucking disgusting. Yeah, the I wouldn't stench. And yeah. it's just like, I'd rather give myself a UTI than go in yeah. there. So, like... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you the stories, but let's just say that you don't want to go in there. It's, it's always rank. You know, I just don't get how, like... I just don't get how men, like, as a, not, I'm, I'm, oh god, this is going to sound really bad, but like, based on public men, like male and female toilets, how the male toilets are always disgusting in comparison to females, they will be getting cleaned the same amount, like, you know, you're not going to get a cleaner to just clean the women's, or just clean the men's, like, the toilets will be cleaned the same amount of time, so how is it that the men just make it so fucking grim? I don't... <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely related to it, but I will say, um, I I have watched men wash their hands. That sounds like an odd sentence to say, but stick with it. Okay. And I... Let's put it like this. When COVID first came about, and there was a big focus on making sure that you wash your hands for 30 seconds or whatever, and really yeah. you, know, you go through the whole thing, happy birthday twice or whatever, and you make sure you do it. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea, not even just from a COVID perspective, but good idea in that there are men out there who needed to hear that. Because the amount of men who wash their hands by turning on the water and giving it, like they kind of, you have to imagine that as if they move their hands through briefly, 
Yeah. Just pass the water over the top. Like, that'll do. That's got the germs off. They might dry their hands or they might just like shake them slightly and be like, yep, that'll do. Um, but that's, um, that's it. And I just, um, I, I always look at it and think, you just, at the bare minimum, you, you know, you pulled out your, you pulled out your willy and yeah, sat there. Yeah, you touched your winkle. And I can't be entirely sure that everything's, you know, 100% clean. At worst, you've done a little bit more than that. Um, that makes it sound dirty. You've had a shit. Um, or something. Like, please have the common decency to wash your hands. Please, yeah. like, do, like, you're going to end up holding a handrail or opening a door or something. Oh, and you've just Other people dick. have Ugh. to use that, okay? Just cool. be fucking decent for once. I just... Yeah. I cannot. So these people make me want to burn everything. Um. So there's that, yeah. So men's toilets are disgusting. I think if that... I think if the way you wash your hands is in any way indicative of the way you use the toilet, it's no surprise that men's toilets yeah, are so okay. disgusting. That makes sense. I yeah, I understand that now. Fucking vile. Um, anyway. Oh, so that was why we sort of like uh, we had a slight like detour during her set. Yes. But when we got back, th- this woman, she is fucking doing some mad guitar solos while singing while walking up and down the runway. But I'm gonna call it a runway bit because like I don't really know what else to call it. I feel like runway is appropriate. Um, yeah. Appropriate. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I turned to Chris and I was like, the way she played acoustic guitar at one point and her rhythm, I was like, this this woman, she's got. Because you can play acoustic guitar well, but there's there's something about the way she was playing that I was like, this this woman could drum. Like, she could drum. And she, like, she was just... very tight with the rhythm. It was very like. She yeah. had that rhythm down, like... The, the accents were in the right place, and it was just very... Yeah. Like, the feel was was very strong. Like, she could be a session musician for guitar or what... I mean, she is, but you know what I mean. Um, and so I, like, turned to Chris, I'm like, yeah, she can definitely play drums. Like, she... like Or could could play drums. Next thing we know, she's fucking on the drum kit. She's halfway playing through. Just appears like, on the drums. Wow. And doing I mean, well. Like not just there having a little like I would do and making a noise, properly like doing it. There was no sort of awkward moment of where the Mm-mm. drummer wasn't drumming and she was. It was seamless. Like you wouldn't wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, any other thing? That's why I remember about her set was a seventeen-year-old kid who came on and oh his voice was just God. insane. Like, I I was I said to myself that I was gonna check him out when I got back to see if he'd released any of his own music, but I haven't yet. So I need to I need to do some research on that because I can't believe he was seventeen. His voice was so like soulful. Oh, and his voice also reminded me a bit of Labyrinth. Um, yes, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. So a bit of Labyrinth, but then sort of with the the ranginess and the little riffs and stuff of maybe someone like Sam Smith, and that was just really I don't know. It's really nice. I I just. And yeah, the fact that her that she went from playing. She was singing, she managed to do rhythm guitar, she was fucking shredding, like, doing some full-on, like, lead stuff, she was drumming, like, I think I, I turned to Kat, I was just like, she's a, like, I don't mean to sound stupid or undermine anything, a, f- 
a proper like musician. Like, yeah. You can only use the word musician because, like, she just everything she picks up, mastered it. Yeah. Absolutely, was just straight in. No, like, just the ability to just switch, play something else and just switch is incredible. Um, and I, I definitely was just everything. The confidence, the like energy. It was the perfect, like, it was a perfect follow-on from the band before and the perfect setup for Coldplay. Yeah. it just kept that energy going. And by the time that she finished, I was like, I'm definitely feeling it. That buzz, that, like, good feeling. Like, this is going to be, this is definitely going to be a good night. There's no more doubts. I was fully ready for Coldplay to come out and just, and go... Um, it taught me something as well in the sense that I I probably wouldn't have put those two acts as necessarily being support for Coldplay because no. normally when you think of a support act, you put two people who are of a similar genre or like if you've got a rock band, you might have a singer-songwriter doing the opener and then maybe like an indie rock band as the main yeah. support. But these, like their openers they were very sort of maybe her was more slightly similar to Coldplay but the genres were quite different um but I think Coldplay you've got we we noticed when we were there the fan base is such a range of people it's like one of the most diverse audiences I've ever been in um one minute you're seeing like um granny and grandpa and then you're seeing a bunch of road men um it it just genuinely and like all different nationalities just it, it was so so diverse so i guess when they were booking i'm i'm guessing that like Coldplay have picked sort of artists that they like instead yeah. of it being like a management decision but yeah. i think the reason they got away with it is based on the energy that they brought with the acts so even yeah. though they weren't the same genre they definitely had that same um colourful that's the mm. word you use like colourful feel um, I think also it's the opportunity of again I mean, whether you like Coldplay or not they are one of the biggest bands in the world people know them by name alone and they know that their tour is going to sell extremely well I found out that ours was one of the extra nights by the way um, like they sold out and had to add extra nights to the tour all over the place um, yeah. they're doing it they've got another tour or they're continuing the tour next year. Same thing again, like instantly sold out, had to add extra nights and things. Um, but they have this big platform and it's like, you could ask anyone in the world probably, hey, do you want to come and like support us? And you could have like an all-star support act thing. Yeah. And I really respect the fact that they use the opportunity to, to find some people that maybe you don't listen to, you know? Like maybe this is something you don't listen to, but you might like. And I fully, I don't think I'd heard of either of them before. Uh, you know, it, maybe it broadens things a little and it makes you go, oh, I've not thought about listening to this. And it, it introduces you into this new kind of thing. So I definitely respect that they, they went a little bit out there and picked something that maybe you haven't listened to. And something that isn't necessarily the same, but thinking about Coldplay as like, the music they've made, they kind of dips their toe into lots of genres over the kind of years. So Yeah. It 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 entirely I get it and I I, I really thought this works were brilliant. 
I really did. Yeah. Okay, and then sorry. I was playing the main event. Middle, I got oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this, the whole, this little bit. Shit me. I was embarrassed for like everyone surrounding me because I mean like I think we were definitely the the biggest diehard fans in our little section yeah. um just from the way everyone was acting yeah I start fucking I I don't I'm not a public crier I don't know what happened but I just had bawling from like the moment they came on for probably like 15 minutes straight, even when they did the like little global warming, uh, like all the people they were um, sponsoring in terms of reforestation and um, recycling and all, all of this different cool stuff. I'm just fucking sobbing, like ugly crying, like boohoo, could not stop. Don't like you don't know what possessed me for the beginning of this. I genuinely <laughs> believe that the only thing that stopped me doing the same thing was the fact that the antidepressants make it difficult for me to cry. <laughs> it was probably Insane. a good thing that you were slightly more together because it encouraged me to sort myself out a bit. Whereas if you were boohooing as well, I just don't think we would have even been able to enjoy the concert because it just means like, I can't see. There's too many tears coming out of my face. <laughs> Absolute insanity. They just, yeah, they, they did the, the thing at the start explaining how they're trying to make the tour sustainable which I thought this is really good like it's not like I said to Kat it's like it's not that you're looking at this and going ah yeah it's a net zero kind of thing but yeah they're making a real effort with this actually and I respect that they're showing that these these things that you can do so I really respect it. I was like this is a good way of showing that you can do these things and be more conscious about it that was really emotional and then I was when so proud to be a Coldplay fan at yes. that moment. Like, yes, you're exactly right. It was like, I feel good that, because they, they, you know, the way they say it is like, you've helped support these things. And I was like, all I've done is buy a ticket. You've done the hard work. But, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm proud that you've done this. I'm proud yeah. that, you know, you, it, absolutely, you're doing the right thing. And I can't fault you on that at all. So that was amazing. And, yeah, when they came out, um, it really hit me. The second they started playing, I was like, there it is. There's, there's that, that feeling, feeling that you've been waiting there's that, for. Like, there's that 10-year-old, 11-year-old Chris, like, Aww. ready to go. Like, I've absolutely felt it. It was just like, genuinely, I, I'm not exaggerating, electric kind of feeling of like, it just all came together. It was just incredible. I can't even, I genuinely, trying to describe it makes me feel like I'm in a dream. Yeah. And I'm it, not exaggerating. It was so, like, just I think anyone solid... who's been to a Coldplay show would realise as well that it's not like, obviously I go to a lot of gigs, I go to a lot of festivals, and, you know, occasionally you get these one-off bands that put on, like Muse, for example, they put so much into their live shows that, you know, you've got with Coldplay, you've got the wristbands that change in colours and like creating different patterns and there's fireworks going on, there's screens having different images. Um, with Coldplay, they have different themes for like their different albums and different songs. So it's it's like a, a 4D experience as well as a music concert, like, like music concert. There's so much going on. It's, it's not so just immersive. One... Yeah. 
I, I've heard people say it before to me, people who've seen them and like, whether they've liked Coldplay or not, they all actually agree that they put on a good show. Yeah. And it sounds dumb to say that a band who've been doing it a long time, but like, they really can put on a good show. Yeah. And it's, there's no sort of awkward moments that the people introducing them were, <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, yes. These two women come on and we, we all got excited thinking, oh, okay, the band are about to, to walk on stage and stuff. And they were, they were just there to say about the sustainability or something, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. But it, it was a bit like, <laughs> you've got sort of two mums walking on like, we would now like to introduce Coldplay. <laughs> We'd like to introduce so Chris weird. Martin. <laughs> Will and Guy. <laughs> just like, just just got me off, like caught me Fucking off guard. bizarre. But I, I loved it and I, yeah. It was I, really wholesome. It was, and like, there was definitely a, we were all kind of vibing to it. I really, um, I liked the in was it Sky Full of Stars? Yeah, Sky Full of Stars. When he said like um he started playing and then half of through was like, No no no, hang on, hang on a second. And Oh like, yeah. They were like, Can we do for one song? No phones, no like anything people just like just one hundred percent singing. And I was like, to be like I'd taken a fair few pictures and videos and things because I was like, I don't wanna miss this I don't wanna like I wanna have this to look back on. Yeah, but I they were the like, same. Can you fit and I was like Fair play, yep, I agree. And like just fully like lost in it, all like jumping and 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 the lights and things. It was good moments like everyone just fully like gone for it. And to be fair, I did notice that song, like everyone was singing. It was mm. properly like the whole stadium was there. And I think the thing that I just loved is that with the crowd there was no dramas. There was no everyone was actually fairly respectful of each other like leaving it wasn't like no there was no sort of pushing and shoving and there was no one who was like coming they were like massively drunk or whatever and like had the wrong vibe it was just i i really I was felt like... very safe yeah i did it's the first like i really solidly felt like i was just around people i was like we're all just here in this moment just doing the enjoying it taking a little break from the shit that is the outside world and oh, I, it's just incredible. I, it, I couldn't have really imagined what it was going to be like, and, and it just it hit everything for me. I was just on absolute high. It was... they pulled some guy out from the crowd. Oh yeah, Scott. I didn't was tell you about this. I think it was oh, Scott. What? Now here's the weirdest thing. Go with me on this one. Well, oh okay. my god, I'm so I'm ready excited. To, first of all, first of all, we went to the forty second show. Of this tour, which Woo. I was like forty-two, significant way, um, a beautiful coincidence. And also, they pulled someone up from the audience to play um, O or Fly On, depending on which. Yeah, we. I, I've always called it O, but I think yeah. most people say Fly On. I always call it O, but um, so they were, and this guy, Nathaniel, messaged me the next day. He goes or went to Nathaniel's church. Nathaniel knows Fuck him <laughs> and went to something with him recently. Um, what was it he said? He was at a wedding with him earlier in the summer. Oh, and wow. he's played music with him a couple of times. That's so um, weird. And I was like, you're telling me that I went to a, <laughs> I went to a show 
with this group of people who I'd never known, I'd never met before, and one of them just happens to be someone who, like, you're kind of friends with. Yeah. Fuck me, that's ridiculous. But it was just, like, insane. He was so sweet, like, bless him. Oh, he was. He nailed it. He did so I would have fucked up. He, I he went, like, Duh. shit my sound. <laughs> yeah, well, it was weird, because he, he starts off playing Speed of Sound. Oh, Christed, yeah. I mean, and then, um, you know, got half a yeah, like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, it was, wasn't, it wasn't working out. And so he, yeah, it just pulls out. I was like, this is brilliant. And do you know and what the, awesome. that, um, when he was playing Speed of Sound, um, he had no backing track. Um, mm. and it was him, you could hear him messing up little. Mm. Um, messing up with a couple of notes and sort of the timing was a little off but the thing is to to do that with no, you're playing Wembley Stadium to do that with no backing track like nothing that shows that you you're a very like comfortable and confident musician and it, and when, mm. when it wasn't working out he stopped he didn't, he didn't just force through it, he wasn't feeling it and he got somebody else to join him, like he made the best out of a um, you know, not like difficult situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually didn't think it was. I was quite enjoying it. I was. Like, I was oh, enjoying it, and I liked it. the mistakes yeah. because it showed that it was it's human. Y- you were hearing real yeah. music, and at the end, when they got um, the one of the women from All Saints to come mm. and sing, um, y- you could tell that it was like they hadn't sat there and rehearsed it a billion times. They probably had like one or two little run throughs in the dressing rooms or something and, and just went for it. And it felt very much like you were in their, uh, in their humongous living room. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, exactly. I think I just welcoming. loved that it felt like, it felt like their priority was to, to make it a good um, show for, yeah. for the audience. Like there are some, Bands, whatever he, I haven't, I haven't really been to any. I've seen like performances, and it's like you're here for the paycheck, nothing more, nothing less. Like Van Morrison, you're here because you get the money, and you're just, you're just like, um, what's the football phrase, whatever, like walking it in kind of thing. You're just there, you're just doing it. You're just like, yeah, just it, it'll be done. It actually felt like the whole point of it was we love doing this, and we want to, we want you to enjoy this. And if it's not going right, we just won't. We'll try something else. Um, we want you to have a good night, and I, yeah, crazy, loved yeah. it. Um, cannot what, put it into words. What other moments were there? I mean, oh, okay, so fix you, right? So fix you. A lot of people have a connection to this song, um, and like for me, I don't know if you have the same memory, but like when we were leaving school that day, um. We d- we both just had a very difficult day, and we were just listening to Fix You in Chris's mum's car, and we were just driving back, just both of us just crying. <laughs> and I just, for some reason, like the music video for Fix You is just us like sobbing in your mum's Picasso. Was it Picasso? Probably, probably. Um, and I don't know that, that it for some reason. Oh, I don't know why I said I don't know. I know why it's a bloody brilliant song lyrically and all that, but um, it just 
with Fix You, it just immediately sort of makes my heart weak. And yeah. um, But I was really worried about hearing it live because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be so fucking depressed. And it was a really positive um, sort of version. Like, it sounds weird because it was still the same song. Um, but they just made a few tweaks to sort of make it uplifting instead of like, let's go home and all kill ourselves. Um, which I was grateful for, because I, you know, <laughs> I agree. Do I? I, I think it's um. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered. Oh, oh my god, you little <laughs> bastard! I know what you're gonna say. They played um Sparks, which is a song from their first album. <laughs> <laughs> you always killed me in this moment. <laughs> and it was quite an emotional thing, you're like swaying all that kind of thing. And I was like, was I really end. wanted to explain how sweet this is to Kat. And so I, I just let over and I was just like, I'm really fucking glad I didn't kill myself now. And she looked at me for a split second, shocked, and then fucking lost it. And I just, <laughs> just I don't know laughing. why it happened. I don't know why I said that of all it things. It was the fact she moment. said something like, oh yeah, I'm really proud that I didn't kill myself now. Yeah. So just like I was like I don't know why I said it like that why did I say that sentence why is that the one I went for and I just I was just it was so it was such a Preston pain moment like it It really was it It was very funny and everyone else is all swaying and I'm just fucking laughing and crying simultaneously like it was yeah it was so funny it was ridiculous the whole thing just was uh like it was magic it was magic. I can't, yeah, I can't really do it justice of explaining it. But it it really just, yeah, it just, it was such a good experience. I have an unrelated tangent. Oh, yeah. Hit me up. Well, I remember I told, I was going to tell you about the dream I had that really... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it went a bit Inception style, to be honest with you. Um, So I was having, oh my God. like, this really scary nightmare. Really just terrifying, like, horrible. And I, I was just going on, and, it was, it was, and then I woke up from this nightmare, and I looked over, and I was, like, hooked up to this machine, and I was like, what, what in this shit is this? And I'm like, we've been using your nightmares to power this thing. Oh my god, that's I was like, terrifying. You've been doing what? Is like, yeah. We've been using your nightmares because it's giving us energy to power this this thing. I was like, like fuck, are you doing that? I'm getting out. I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to, you need to go back and have another one. I was like, you want me to have another nightmare? I'm, I'm not doing that. And so they ended up like drugging me or whatever in this dream. Had another nightmare. Woke up and I was like, we're not fucking doing this. This is ridiculous. Like, and I remember just like pulling out the like wires and everything and I did that and then actually woke up and then I was just like huh what just happened did I just and I was just fully confused and I was almost a little bit like is this a dream is this is this another layer of the dream is there is this a dream within the dream within a dream I was fully just sat there like that's so disorientating, like... What's happening? Am I actually awake? And it really fucking threw me, and it's it, it just completely, like, 
the nightmare was quite scary. And I was like, my brain was so active that it, within a dream, created another dream, which was terrifying. <laughs> and then yes. I woke up from that dream into something which was also quite unpleasant. And then woke what? up into reality. Okay, well, that was that. It was, um... I just wanted to share that with you. I just wanted to share no, that, that is you. that is proper fucked up. I think those types of dreams can sometimes be worse than the straightforward one. You know when you, like, have a dream that you've been murdered or something, mm. and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I wasn't murdered. Oh, well. Like, I'd it's, rather it's just not have that had traumatizing. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the having some weird, like when it's sort of hyper-realistic, like, oh, yeah, mm. I crashed my car or something that could have realistically happened, you wake up and you're like... Or I've had dreams where I've, like, I've smashed my phone and then mm. I've gone to, like, order a, a new screen protector or, like, gone to order whatever and then been like, wait, there's no cracks on my phone. Oh, that was a dream. And they're, and they're quite straightforward, but, like, the Inception-type ones that you've just said about that... That's fucking, so fucking hardcore. And it takes weird. you a few days to get over, I think. Yeah, well. I'm still not really over it. I'm still half expecting like to look around in a minute and see some weird fucking machine kind of thing. It sounds <laughs> dumb. It sounds insane. But um very fucking weird. Very fucking weird. Alright, let's do music. Um, music. Um do, 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 do. Okay, I've got my notes. My phone okay, so I didn't I'm using my laptop as a tripod at the moment for my phone um and Perfect. it's on like 20 percent at the moment so if it does start running out i might have to plug it in um so i'll just give you a little shout if that happens all right um could we start with one of yours if you do not we mind? can i would love to um i was thinking about starting with roots by snow oh okay because right so let's listen to this and this is going to sound really fucking random. Um, have you played SimCity or City Skylines? Like Yeah, yeah. I swear, <laughs> this is so random. It sounds like when you're sort of in build mode for that. <laughs> this yeah, song. Fair. And no, no, I, I don't know that. if there is like maybe... Maybe it is used in a game, and I am remembering it from that. But it's so like atmospheric and cool and stuff, and I just was like, this seems really familiar to me, and I don't think I've ever heard this song, like, before. So, do you know what I mean? Like, where it feels yeah. familiar. Like, have I heard this in an advert or something? Um, but yeah, I don't. How did you find this song? I want to know. Um, I actually found it on. A Discover playlist thing. One of my Spotify Discover playlists. I don't know why, because it's so, like... It's not really, like, anything I've listened to. It, it's very um, sort of, like, improvised, and there's a lot going on. But it's, it's very sort of, like, unstructured, structured. It feels put together, but at the same time, like, there's a little bit of imp improvisation and stuff going on, you know? I try to put it in a genre, and I can't. I yeah, can't, no, because I it's be a weird fusion of, like, there's a jazz influence in there, but also it's not really jazz. It's got, like, the rhythms and things feel a bit, like, a little bit, like, R&B in a way inspired, like, and the way... Yeah. It's just completely... I cannot begin to to put it into any kind of box. It's 
And I love that it's completely like dreamlike almost. Yes. Like you just get fully lost in it. It's this fully like surrounding thing that just takes you on this little bit of an adventure. And there's all these things going on. You're just like, whoa, I feel a bit like, you know, having never been on any kind of real drugs, I can't really relate to that one. But I have to imagine it feels a bit like that, just like floaty kind of out of body kind of thing. Um, For sure. And I love her voice. Yes. Her voice is incredibly, like, it's got this kind of, I don't even know what you would call it. The, like, the timbre of it. There you go. Calming, almost, I think. Yes. Could almost, if it's singing me a lullaby, to... I'd be like, yeah, I can do this. I can just drift away on this. This is fine. This is fine. I was trying to think of a word to describe, but it is it is actually quite difficult. And mm. I was looking at my notes as well. And this week you have picked sort of female led vocals and they they've all got like you know different voices but all have mm. that very um I, I don't want to use it like the word wholesome again but i feel like you would get what i mean by saying mm. that um like soulful or uh rich maybe um yes. and yeah you want like you're on a bit of a, a roll this week I fell in love with it. I just, I listened to it and I was just like, absolutely fell in love with it. I 100%, I just, I loved it. I thought it was a really great song. Yeah. Um, I, I was fully just enjoying it, vibing. I'd never heard of Snow Poet before, but I'll listen some more to them. And um, Guys, yeah. if you haven't thought about Sync, get in there. <laughs> get on some games. <laughs> 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 Next time I used to load up City Skylines, I'm going to be like, this doesn't say, oh, look at this. How has this got you, in this game? You understand, like, what I mean. I love like, City I don't Skylines know. as well, so yeah, 100%. You just sort of drift you. off to it. There you go. Um, do you want to hit me up? I will. I'm going to hit you up with Sold by Lana Lubani. Oh, yes. Now, so, my God, this song. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's incredible. Um, I can never think of the word. I'm looking for. I think the word code switching is what I want to say. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Of like being able to swap between English and Arabic. Um, yes. Because there is quite a bit of that in the song, and I I always love how like the ability to just um, to do that to just like fuse the two and be able to switch easily between them. Yeah, is, and make is it sound incredible. like it's such a smooth transition. You sometimes yeah. don't necessarily clock that's happened, yeah. um, and then you're like, I don't understand this language. Oh yeah, she's speaking another language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a very clever fusion of sort of like you know American pop with an Arabic in, and it's so. And it, I think it starts off like her voice is just beautiful like it i think that's probably the best way to describe it like beautiful and then you get these different layers um you've got the sort of like syncopated percussion and then you've got a, a random like well, it's not random but like um the the bass drops and you're like whoa this is now moved on to a bit more electronic -y. and it it's still 
it's still pop. The whole thing is still pop, but it's it feels fusion. It feels um, like you're getting a lot in there. You're getting a lot in there, and it's just it's really cool and it's easy to listen to. Sometimes when people do fusion, it's it's hard work. You're there like, oh, I just want to sit there, and it might be a masterpiece, but sometimes you just want to drift off to music, and you can. Like I think this is definitely a um, having a bop in your car type mm. song as well. Mm. So I think, I, I I don't know if you've noticed with a few of the songs I've been putting into the podcast like playlist recently, is I've, I really like songs that have got multiple languages in. It's yes. funny because I can only speak one language, but like I just, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say you've done it a couple of times. I just, it is like everything about it is like a fusion, but done in the right way. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's one of those things that being someone who can kind of straddle the kind of things connecting the two sides of like your identity and things being able to draw on both of them you kind of create something organically which is a really brilliant fusion that works a lot better than if i tried to do it for example if i tried to write a song with arabic influences in it and things it probably wouldn't sound very good because i would end up leaning into stereotypes and cliches and like things and it'd be like yeah. it, you know it might sound all right but like it's not it's very surface level it's very superficial this is like definitely like a deeper thing of being able to just make it work seamlessly enough that you can go oh that's new that's different but also it makes sense and it's like yeah okay I, this makes sense of what's come before it this is all flowing as one song um i think she's really talented in that way yes 100% I need to hit you up what I really I went a bit deep on that I'm so sorry don't be sorry that's what we're went, here for went all in on that one though I'm, I'm gonna go with Fickle Friends um because right, nice. over the years it's, this has been one of the bands that um I've tried to see a few times and it's never like worked out like oh you know this festival band. yeah so actually funny enough um when I came to visit you and Katie in Birmingham in first year, they were playing in Birmingham, but um, I think, it, it, doesn't the uni have some sort of festival on the green or something? Yeah, yeah, we have um, Vale Fest. Vale Fest, that's it. And I think they were playing there. Um, oh. 2017, maybe? I might be wrong. Yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, 2017, 2018. And... I can't remember why, but dates didn't work out. Something didn't work out and I didn't go. But um, they, they've always been sort of on my radar. And this was like really fun, uh, energetic song for yes. them. And just really, really cool. Um, Absolutely. It's very, like, very full sound. Makes you want to move. Uh, ticks, like, ticks all the boxes of, um, of what genre would you say they are? Like... Pop indie I don't, alternative. It's a bit yeah. It's, it's um. I, I saw someone compared it to uh Prince. They might have compared it to Prince themselves. And I I haven't ever really listened to much Prince, but I listened to a little bit. Yeah. And I one hundred percent got that I, kind of funky vibe. Yeah, because there is that bit of funk in there. Yeah. It's very full on lyrically and and thing, but also it's fun. Like it's very fun. Like yeah, it, it, sounds, I it can be quite in intense. My notes. 
Oh. Sorry, I was going to say I put in my notes fun exclamation mark. You know what yes. I was saying earlier? Like how some of my notes are normally like one word. I like fun. It yes. definitely belongs. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like, it's very like, you, you listen to it and you're like, damn, this is intense. This is deep. Like, because um, you're running through, uh, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. I would glue myself to every inch of your skin because, baby, you're the only one. I'd suffocate you with the touch of my lips because, baby, you're the only one. It's like, this is some intense stuff. Like, this is deep, like, full on. You're, yeah, you, you got, you know, whatever. But um, also, it's very just fun and, like, f- like free kind of feeling. If you want to dance to it, you can't help but dance to it. I don't think I could sit yeah. here and listen to it without no. bopping and vibing because it just absolutely slaps. Absolutely yeah. slaps. Yeah, definitely. I think they're just... There's someone who's been on the scene for a while, like they're a band that they've been there for a little while now, and I think they are sort of slowly building. Not not so like they've gone from. I'm fucking this up. I've I've done so well this podcast because the thing is when you say like they're slowly building up, it sounds like a negative thing, and I don't mm. want it to sound like a negative thing. If that Let me makes put it sense. like this: I have never heard of them before listening to this song. Really? Completely new to me, and I was like, I want to listen to more of these guys because not every song oh, can sound good. like this, but these guys have got the vibe. I guess to use a word. Yeah. It's absolutely there, and I love it. And I do like, I just read this interview here, and they've got, um, making this album helped us weather the storm of the last year. It held us together in a time of uncertainty. It gave us purpose and we felt forgotten. When therapy failed, these songs serve oh, as a wow. way to process grief, depression, everything we go through as the anxiously minded creative people we are. And I was like, That is worded like so that. beautifully. I, 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 just... I, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. It's very like, like, okay. Anxiously nice. minded. Oh, I love that. That's so like descriptive of the fan base as well. Like, yeah, um, exactly. And that thing of like, I, yeah, like finding a way of, because it, sometimes processing certain things are the way that you might, you know, you think oh, I'll go to therapy and this will be fine and I'll they will solve it. But there are things that sometimes. They need a different kind of therapy, if that makes sense. A different kind of approach to to deal with and to process. And in some cases, I definitely agree that that can be free music. So to be able to like write some songs and play them, form them, and use that as a means of getting over or getting through some really tough times. I get that. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. And I think, you know, therapy is... Is, is talking um, like most forms of therapy involve talking and sometimes you don't need that you need something else if you're feeling angry you might need to sit there and scream along to heavy metal yeah. or you know some people will like smash stuff or whatever but you know and then sometimes there's a form of sort of depression or feeling anxious where talking about it is not going to help talking about it might make it worse so actually yeah. just sitting there listening to some sad songs or listening to some positive songs um, like this just 
relieve some of those feelings which is a form of therapy it's like it's dealing with it you know it might not be talking about the roots of your past and getting into all of that but like it's it's a solution to your problems in not necessarily a long-term way but a short-term way that works it is and I I 100% think that there are times where you can um Talking about it is not the thing that helps initially, but it can be something that is almost unlocked by doing something else first. So maybe you really need to go and like go to the gym and fucking just tire yourself out by doing all these things, or you need to like scream at something, or you need to like make some music. And because you need to do like a little bit of internal processing, a little bit of understanding and dealing with it and sometimes that then unlocks this kind of thing of now I'm ready to talk about it now I have the words which I didn't have initially. It's the reflective side yeah. Yeah. Shall I move on to let's go for Strawberries for Two by Tiny Umbrellas. Oh this is such a cute song it's so sweet like it's just so yeah just lovely. It's sweet from the very like I saw the album art and I was already like, this is going to be a key one. Yeah, and it's just so... Um, I I definitely think of uh, sort of like the women loving women... Whoa! Women... Women, <laughs> women loving women um, playlist. Do you want to give that another of... try or we can give it a couple more <laughs> if you feel like you want to? I was so... I, I went into it so confidently and it just didn't <laughs> come out. Like it just didn't work. I'm sorry, um, go on, say it again. It's fine. It it definitely feels like it belongs on a sort of women loving women playlist. Yes. Um with with like Dodie and all yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the all the sweetie pies of this world. Um there's so much of imagery in it and it makes you feel like it's it feels like young love, you know? Just yes, feels, exactly. Um it I think Obviously, going on a picnic is um, a very nice date idea. But I think when you're younger, sometimes a picnic is is one of the only things you can do because it doesn't cost a lot of money to do. And it's sort of where a lot of, I think, teenage romances sort of begin. It's from... um, walking around the shops just like window shopping or going for a picnic or maybe if you're lucky going to the cinema and I think it sort of makes me think of yeah being a teenager and um yeah going through those sort of not necessarily like first loves but first you know fancies and romances and stuff like that where you're holding I held hands with them today yeah it's very innocent. It's very sweet. It's very like, you know, we've had lots of songs that are very um, sex positive and very open about sex yeah. and and those kind of things. This is not that. This is in no means that. This is just a bit. Jeez, fuck. I might just. <laughs> <laughs> that sigh was so like, deep as well on my part. I felt that in my core, that sigh. Oh my goodness. Nobody is going to get that, so I'm going to have to get it. Shit me, shit me. I've still got my headphones on. 
Laughing through my headphones. Oh, I need a wee now. <laughs> Initially, I was going to like make sure that I was edited out, and now <laughs> it's one hundred percent staying. In. Well, thank you. You've actually made my uh, made my afternoon a little bit brighter. Well, we hadn't laughed that much this podcast. So, no, no, no. No, I, I was definitely overdue a little. Some people have... Oh, well, while you're setting back up, I will tell you. Um, yeah. So, apparently my laugh is... Well, people seem to really love my laugh. Apparently it is a little bit of a cackle, but it's like a... It's a cute cackle instead some, of, oh this, my God, someone what the was fuck like, is he doing with his life? Um, But also, I have been meaning to tell you a message from... Many of the uh, so many of the people who listen to the podcast also watch my stream because I oh yeah I promote it so aggressively that uh, it's impossible to escape it. Um, so all of these people feel like they know you and you have no idea who they are. That's so um, funny. But let me just say that you are very much loved by these people. These Aww. people think you're incredible. Like what was the conversation we had yesterday? I can't remember. It ended up with them saying that Cat was a queen and that they stand Cute. you. Um, they fully are all like, the second I mention you, they're like all in. One of my friends has started using um, All You Bougie Boy every time as like a, a kind of fallback <laughs> thing. They listen to it and it was so in their mind, they can't help but say it at random occasions. And I was like, Oh my that's, god. That's Cat's influence spreading far beyond. Like people she ever thought would be influenced by her. So there you go. You know, that's some people beautiful. who you don't know on the internet think you're incredible. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, they find it very strange that you don't know them. That's so that they funny. know you. Um, and I, I said that I would pass on their their love for you. Um, so I have to start joining your streams again because I did a I start and then they don't no, make but then I sense. can, I can then find out who these these people are, these magical beings. That would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. I think it's made her day. Yes. It has. has it made your day? You can say if it hasn't made your day. I mean, like, considering the trauma I just went through for the last, mm. like, three minutes or whatever mm. it was while I was doing, like, 
uh, yeah, um, that has definitely, even despite that problem, has made my day. There you go. So look at that. You are you are wonderful people. Um, what was I saying? I was saying about this song, the innocence of it, and the sense of it's not. It's it's just very romantic and like that feeling of you're just there laying down like on the grass with someone and thinking. I wonder if you could possibly feel this way that I feel. Um, but also, I don't want to ruin the moment because this is a really sweet moment, and I don't want to say anything. So, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy it. It's very innocent and sweet and romantic in a way that it is a bit childlike. Really, it is a bit like when you're still trying to work things out and work and understand love and all of these things. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice and uncomplicated, I think, was the thought I had for, like, lots of things are very complicated about adult life, but this is just a very sweet, innocent, there's no... And it's, it's light, it's not a heavy, yeah. it, you're not talking about some married couple, someone having an affair, or someone yeah. moving halfway across the world, or, like, there's no, you're not, it, there, there, there is a market for this, <laughs> this sweet, and that, like, I need that in my, my playlist, like, I think it's just, it's light, it's not depresso expresso. I love it. I love it. Beautiful song. Sometimes a depresso espresso is needed. Sometimes it is needed. And if you ever need a depresso espresso, hit me up and I will be that for you. Before we go on to the last two songs, I just wanted to explain quickly what happened while we had a little break. Alright, you want to go back um, to that, do you? Yeah, I just thought about it because otherwise I'll forget the end and I don't know if you like you'll keep the video clipping, so I need to explain my actions. Um, otherwise it will probably look very weird. Um, okay, so Oh yeah, because normally happens. we don't look weird at all. <laughs> but the beeping happened, you guys sort of saw what happened with that, couldn't find the keys. I then go to look out the window, which I don't know if you, like, would have realised from the audio what was happening, but I stood, so I stood on the dog bed, um, we've got a new dog bed and the dogs have been loving it recently, but I thought it was a bit weird because Peg hadn't slept, I don't think she slept on it last night. Um, and I didn't, I didn't think much of it, I thought, oh, you know, whatever, but she had been sleeping on it most nights, I thought it was a bit odd. Anyway, step on it and it's a little bit wet and I'm like, fuck me, one of the dogs have pissed on the bed. What, like, what, and with our new floor, I was like, oh my god. Why? Like, why? Why now? Because I can't just ignore it for the rest of the podcast. So I then go to, like, lift the bed up and it starts pouring with water. But it's clear. So I'm like, okay, that's not that's too much. Like, it would have to be, like, ten dogs worth of piss to be that much, like, volume. So I lift it up and it starts dripping everywhere. I'm like, now I've got to, like, run with this dog bed to get outside <laughs> so it doesn't get all over the floor. And because it's, because uh, our floor's vinyl, if if the water all gets to the edge, it'll go under and it'll lift and peel and just a fucking disaster. So there's this big pool of water. I've realised what's happened is um, the aircon has leaked. Karma for having uh, aircon. Um, oh, you bougie girl. A bougie bougie. Um, yeah, so like, I was then like, shit, I need a towel. And then, you know when you put your 
you put your foot in water it makes me need a pee i don't know if anyone else has that like if you get in the bath you instantly need a pee as well as pee before i get in the bath you know mm-hmm. one of those things um so yeah if like if chris does include me hopping around like with the fucking dog beds that is why um thought it was quite funny it's going to be a beautiful thing let's just say that much yes should we go on to the yes. last song so lizzie reed how do i show my love question mark that's how do you show your love <laughs> oi, oi. um <laughs> so this song with her voice so you know how you said with uh roots i think it was with roots you said she's got a very calming voice it made me laugh because i literally put in my notes for lizzie reed calming voice <laughs> i agree um and like just beautiful also i love her hair like it's all curly it's great isn't it it's great that just as a side note um and i put like i really love the sort of creaky piano like lo-fi feel uh, and it makes you feel like you're in the room like it, i i know when you hear sort of um someone who's not using a keyboard for their audio recording who's using an actual piano or getting the sort of imperfections i've i love that i think it's just so warming yeah it's the raw feeling of it isn't it the like the sense of it being almost like having set up a microphone in a room with a piano and just just going for it just doing that doing your thing i was gonna say even though it is like quite a maybe different style slightly i think it reminds me a bit of nora jones i don't know if you yeah okay, yeah maybe yeah, the yeah. same feeling not necessarily like there might not necessarily be a huge overlap but just the sort of mood i yeah. think i could happily listen to the uh to lizzie reed and nora jones in the same playlist yeah 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 and i love nora jones so i agree what were you going to say? I, I just love that raw, um, personal feeling, I think, of, like, that feeling of, um, of the sadness in that. Like, it's clearly sad, the, um, I brought you back your clothes for one last mm-hmm. goodbye. And it's like... Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Like, I feel this pain, this heartbreak that you're talking about, this feeling of, you know, like, you've lost something and you're not really ready for it and you're not... You're struggling and you you just can't deal with it. Um, it's like the opposite of the last song. Like, it is. It's gone it from is the sweet, innocent, um, sort of happy beginning mm. parts of love and then that's the sort of end of the line depressing side of love <laughs> it is it is and it's not i think you know if you're in a really fatalistic kind of mood you're like well that's it i'm never going to be happy again and actually mm. you know you you can end up you you go full circle and you end up back at at the other place again but um i just think it's such a cathartic soothing almost thing of just quite personally like it's almost like a therapy session sat down and just you know, it's basically saying, I feel sad, I'm struggling, and I'm just going to tell you about how I'm feeling. 
the very style of how she plays it is very um it's it's almost like a conversation like there's these little pauses almost of thinking what you're going to say and then you carry on because you've you know you've worked out the next the next sentence or you've worked out what you're going to say next it's it's very it just feels personal is the word I'm going for. Sorry, I got sort of captivated by what you're saying because I was just sort of, you know, just, you're on the nose with that, I think. It just is a very hard feeling that I think everyone goes through. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I guess when you were talking, it just sort of put me back into, it just sort of reminded me of, like, heartbreak and mm. it, and how sad I feel thinking about how sad I was like I just as, as yeah. a young person being heartbroken is such a cruel but it's a it's a necessary well, thing because I think you don't is. go through it then you don't know your own self-worth I think like a lot if you of didn't people... feel like that you wouldn't have cared about the situation you you only feel that kind of pain that sadness I think because it meant so much to you yeah, and I think that's a really brave thing to do. Like you're putting, sometimes you're putting up somebody else's, um, mm. well, well-being and mm. over yours, like their their happiness over yours. And I think as you get older, you realise that that that's not the best thing to do. You've got to. It's hard, you know, not putting somebody else's um, happiness and what they want to do in life first because it's almost a like it's almost a cop out you're just trying to look after them but I think you realize you 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 only get one life and mm. if you don't do what you want then what is the point like that sounds really dark but like no no I get it 100% you don't want those regrets though do you like especially if you've lived you know let's say 90 years you don't want to be looking back and just thinking of all the things that you didn't do because you were putting yourself second. I'm really proud of one of my friends at the moment because she's gone through um, quite a hard breakup. It was quite a long, like, you know, long-time relationship and they were living together and stuff. And um, she's doing... She's keeping herself busy. She is taking things off the list. She's going away. She's doing loads of activities. She's going out with friends. Um, like, she's going on runs and she's just trying to do the most with with a difficult situation you know she's and I'm really proud of, like because it's so there's nothing wrong with crawling into a depression pit like no, no. I'm definitely sure she would have had days like that but I'm really proud that she's found this strength to get out there and yeah do Good things that her. she wants to do yeah like I'm I think that's great you know I love um, that yeah um do you want to, is there anything else? I didn't really have anything more to say. Not in No, it. no, I was going to move on to your last one. Awesome. Which yeah, is... so this song, I sprung on you because I put it on last night. You did, um, yes. Tread on Me so... by Matt Mason. Matt Mason? Yes. Don't know, one of um, I always say Matt Mason. I don't Let's know. Let's go Matt Mason. I'm happy with that. Have you heard of him before, first of all? Because... No. Really? Fuck me. Okay, you've got some listening to do. Right. <laughs> this album. You need to just I've say this homework. album. Hallucinogenics homework. and Cringe. Um, I want to say came out 
Oh, oh sorry, fuck. I thought you were describing to me like a, an evening you had once. <laughs> um, it says it came out in 2019. I swear that's not right. Oh, I guess that is three years ago. Oh, I don't know. It feels like these songs have been around longer than that. Um, but Cringe and Hallucinogenics are fucking bangers. And I've like, listened to those songs for... Well, apparently since 2019, even though I thought it was longer no, than exactly. that. Exactly. Um, um, All right, I'll give you this. Hang on, I'll give you this. The song "Cringe" itself came out in 2017. Beautiful. And the song "Hallucinogenics" came out in 2018. There both we of go. Which would have been within your first year. Thank you. Okay, I'm not crazy. There you go. Um, Pull it back. So, mate. so these. So these songs I listen to a lot, uh, very therapeutic, very, like, you can sing along karaoke too, beautiful. Um, and then, a couple of days ago, I I don't know if you know who Gabby Hanna is, um, she's a YouTuber, YouTuber? but started, yeah, she's a YouTuber, but she started a music um, career, and unfortunately, well, I don't know if she actually is or not, but from what I've seen of her posts on social media, it seems like she's going through a bit of a mental health crisis. She's mm. posting saying that she's not going through a mental health crisis, but, you know, whatever judgment is on that, you know, that is separate. But basically, in one of the um, videos, she had um, this song in the background, um, uh, Tread On Me by Matt Mason. And I was like, that's Matt Mason. And then I was like, oh, I love him, so I'm going to search this song. And then I was like, it's on the same fucking album that I've listened to all that time, and I've never heard this song, so I don't know how I missed it. I obviously had Cringe and Hallucinogenics on a playlist and wasn't actually listening to the album. I don't fucking know, but um, it was great because I was like, oh, my God, there's now another song that I get to add to the list that I fucking love. And it's it was like a little secret gem, and it's the same style and vibe as the other two songs um but to me it's crazy because normally on an album you have like maybe one or two really uh, songs that really hit but then when i found this i was like oh my god like there's so much in this album that's cr like crazy good um it's but it's still like depressing um de ugh, depressing pop would you would you say that's like a fair yeah, so sorry, I'm a little bit distressed there. I was just reading this thing about Gabby Hanna. I was just, um... Oh, she's been posting about a hundred TikToks a day. Yeah. Well, I hope she's doing okay and getting the help that she needs, at least. Um, yeah, I, the thing I, I find a lot of this song is, um... Lots of it is very, like, um... Being tired of people, um... Not being tired of people, but, like, um... I feel that though. <laughs> yeah, I well, exactly. I think it's it's that thing of like people have a lot to say. People have a lot to say about you, I think. Um Yeah. Especially with the if you're looking down on me, I could really give a god good damn. A good god damn, there you go. Um Yeah. And that feeling of like people have a lot of um opinions about you and constantly have things to say about you, especially when you're in a public eye. When you're someone mm. who's become, you know, people have a lot to say about 
your life and the situations you end up in and even when they don't have the whole picture especially with the yeah. that's why like the if every time it's my fault somehow and it's like you don't really understand it you've just come like half involved in the situation you've heard a little bit and decided that i'm the bad cop um and it's like also trying to be not um trying to do it without needing drugs and things so that first line i come a long way from the trips and the shaky hands yeah. Um, it's weird, actually, you mentioned a song called Hallucinogenics. I have to imagine there's a link there somehow. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, it's that feeling of... I know lots of musicians and things use drugs and alcohol as a bit of a... a crutch And public figures, generally. Yeah. yeah. To get through the kind of... The thing, in some cases, for some people, it's like overnight. They can turn from someone who no one has ever heard of to this big star. You can be known around the world. Like, it just blows up. And that's a really big shock to the system that lots of people don't know how to deal with. And you don't necessarily get training for it. You just thrust into it. So you have to medicate and get out of it. And I think you get that feeling of this, of someone who maybe initially had that, that thing of panicking a little bit about it and just trying to find some kind of calm and using drugs and alcohol as a thing. And now... It's a kind of a more of a look back as if to be like, well, I'm I'm past that point now. I don't think it's okay that, you know, you're saying these things to me. I don't think it's okay that you're doing all this shit to me. I'm going to be me and keep your opinions to yourself, which I like. Yeah, definitely. I think the, with being a musician is people assume if, you want to make it in music that you want to be famous. Um, yeah. You know, you want you want to be rich, you want to be famous. But actually, a lot of the time, you think, how many musicians um, can live off their art without being famous or without being in a spotlight? Like, it, it doesn't happen. Like, I, I think, I know with Piers, for example, oh, he would love to play Wembley. He would love to be selling like you know albums and sharing his music with the world he'd he'd love that but i don't think there's no desire there to have people know his business to be like no. um yeah to, to be famous to be recognized on the street i think he would hate that but i know that like his passion is to write songs and he wants people to hear them and he wants people to like them but there's definitely like a a, a gap there between wanting to be I don't I don't think you could make it as a musician if you just wanted to be famous in it for the money you're like at the start you might not want that and then at the end you might want that but I don't think you can approach it and do well with that mindset I don't know but I just don't I don't see that happening I think yeah I think that genuinely has to be a passion for the music and not the fame and fortune, as it were. I feel that. I feel, it's, it's one of those things where I think with life, I never want to be able to lose the ability to do what I want to do. And just, if I want to wake up in the morning and do fucking nothing, I want to be able to wake up in the morning and do nothing. Uh, you know, like, it's it's just one of those things that, you know, with Piers, it's those things that he wants to make music and he wants to be able to do these things because it's his passion. It's his 
it's what he really wants to do. He doesn't want to lose his you know, the ability to just decide, oh, should we go and watch a film or should we just go and do this yeah. thing today? You don't want to lose that just because of the other thing. You want to be able to give this thing, this this like thing you've created to people and say, here you go. Have a listen if you like, you know, check it out, enjoy it. I'm going to go and do my thing. Um, yeah. And I don't want you to write an article about it. I don't want you to write a thing about, you know, Chris was spotted through his back window, um, sat in his, you know, track seats watching something for the porn. 20th time. <laughs> <laughs> watching the most vanilla porn ever. And it's like, wow, is he really just into that? And then like, watching 20 whatever. minutes of snogging. <laughs> exactly. Like, what, what? Nothing was happening in this. Why was he watching? He was, he was just sat there. He was just. Or, like, you know, something like that. Or, I don't know, Chris happened to watch EastEnders the other day. I don't know, whatever, something like that. Um, you know, I don't want that. Like, you leave me to do my thing. And then I'll come out every now and then. I'll give you something and you can listen to it and do yeah. what you want. And I'm going to carry on doing my thing because it's my life. Yeah. It's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. Shall we... Sorry, the ice cream van this? is the ice cream oh, yeah, van just came outside again. Yeah, it happened. I'd forgotten about this every week. Yeah, so would I to be honest. Um Well, it's yeah, been a weird we've done, one. We've got we've covered quite a lot, I think, and I know there's more that we want to cover, but that's a good thing that we've got an an idea for the next sort of episode or two. So We do, we do. We're back, baby. Um It's been oi oi, boy. Um, yeah i've really like enjoyed this it's been fun and it's good to yeah i don't it's weird because it's not like we have direct contact with with the people who are listening but it's nice to to hear you guys hear us again woo it's been good it's been fun i've enjoyed it and we love um, you Um, we do thank you for supporting us Thanks for sticking by us and all that kind of shebang. Um, shebang. Shebang. I love the word shebang. We're gonna we're gonna stick with it. Don't regret. Okay, it. good. Don't I like it. it. I like it. Thanks okay. for sticking with us. You're awesome. We will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.